Hello and welcome to Fatima Today. This show is produced by the World Apostle of Fatima USA, Our Lady's Blue Army, and brings topics to you, our viewers, related to the events in the world today. We live in tumultuous times when logic seems to have disappeared and uncertainty hangs over us. Our hope on these programs is to address the issues of the day and find solutions through adherence to the laws of God, especially through the message of Fatima. We ask that you subscribe to this podcast. Hello and welcome to Fatima Today, production of the World Apostle of Fatima USA. This program is dedicated to bringing you news and perspective on the faith in our present day. I'm your host, David Carollo. We ask that you subscribe to this podcast. This past weekend, the Order of St. Michael of the Wing held investitures. The ceremonies were held both in Princeton and here at the National Blue Army Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima. The order dates back 850 years under the first king of Portugal. St. Michael has been the defender of the rights of God from the beginning of creation. It was for this reason that he was chosen as the patron of the order. Today, both in Portugal and worldwide, the order supports many charities, many in Africa. Here in the United States, the order works to the benefit to a great degree of the Archdiocese of the Military Services. I'm honored to have as my guest today, His Royal Highness, and Duarte, the Duke of Braganza. With, he is a patron, he is the patron of the order. He's got a great devotion to Our Lady of Fatima, and is a longtime member of the Blue Army of Our Lady of Fatima. He is also a strong advocate for the preservation of Catholic Christian culture in the world. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for the invitation. So great to have you here. And uh, it was great ceremonies this weekend with the, with the investitures. And uh, it's so good to see people joining the order, I think, because it shows uh, there's a desire on the part of people to support the things that we are, are so close to our hearts, and that is the preservation of Catholic Christian culture in this world. You're a great advocate of that. You have been in, in the many things you say and uh, uh, just a little history, of course, uh, you're, you're presently the Duke. Uh, it was your great-grandfather who was the last king of Portugal, I believe, right? Uh, last on, on my fa branch of the family. Your branch of the family. Because yes. the monarchy remained uh, with uh, cousins and nephews of my father yes. until 1910, when it was a, a group of uh, Navy people who, and some, some army people who made a coup Yes. And uh, exiled the royal family. Yes. But um, and after that, we had the first republic was very violently anti-Catholic, yes. and they persecuted the church. Then there was another military coup, and then came the second republic, and that was very tolerant to the church, even mm -hmm. with the Catholic people there. But we had the prime minister. Uh, Professor Antonio Salazar, Salazar yes. but then in the beginning he did a great job, but then he did not know how to live. So he stayed for 40 years as Prime Minister, and uh, in the last years he was really a little bit outdated. Mm -hmm. and, um, but he kept, for instance, he was a founder of NATO, yes. he was a, had a very good relations with the United States all the time, and, um, but finally, it was overrun uh, because the people believed that it would be much better to have a complete democracy. Because the regime of Salazar 
was not a dictatorship, but was not very much democratic also. Mm-hmm. And then after that we had a communist coup, and they, they took the power in Portugal. They gave quickly the independences to the Portuguese overseas territories in Africa particularly, but they gave it to the communist group. Yeah. Uh, yes. So it was a huge disaster and things that got very wrong. We got two million refugees who came to Portugal. And finally, a third military coup, who put again freedom and democracy that we have now. And the governments are very democratic, mm-hmm. but not always as they should be. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an imperfect thing. Of course, democracies are just that imperfect, as are all forms of government. And it's interesting, though. But there's one thing about uh, Fatima, and and it plays so much with with Portugal, I should say, and it plays so much with the prophecies of the Lady of Fatima. And of course, you lived through it. You know, you were born into it. You lived through it. And and I think that that's that's the big thing. We we have uh, my own family. We we watched it. And I mean, of course, from the other side of the ocean, but we're very much involved in this apostolate. And you can see the many prophecies of Our Lady, how they played out so strongly and right in Portugal. In, in also, in Portugal, Our Lady saved us from the communism yes. because it was, they got the power by force and they would not allow to have elections. Yes. And the, so finally there was the 13th May, a huge one million persons met in Fatima and People start looking at each other and say, okay, but the communists, in their rallies, they, maybe they have 50,000 persons maximum. Yeah. We are here one million, one million. So why are we afraid? That's right. That's and so right. they started um, liberating the country. And, and uh, um, even in the end, they would um, occupy the communist headquarters and throw everything out in the street and burn it out. Yeah. And the communist, Big bonfire, I think. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so, the, but in the party ambience, no violence, just yeah, yeah, yeah. making a huge party of it. And people expected such violence during that period of time. Yes. They're so concerned about it. Our our organization, of course, as we discussed earlier, um, possessed the icon of Kazan, and we had yeah. that, that that beautiful icon sitting in our chapel at Domus Pacis, our our hotel retreat center, as you know very well. Um, and uh, and they the first move that our people who were in my position at that time took the icon out and brought it here to New Jersey for safety. They were afraid yes. if the communists came in, they were going to wipe the place out. But, it could have uh, happened. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. No, it, most people, many, many Portuguese um, went away to Brazil and to here everywhere because they were quite sure the communists would take the county. There was already 3,000 persons in jail for political reasons. Yeah. Um, but I was quite sure that it, it could not happen. Yeah. And um, in fact, after the communists delivered Angola and Mozambique and Guinea to the local communist parties, um, they it calmed down the situation. And particularly after the 13th May, after the huge... Uh, the pilgrimage to Fatima. Yeah. Well, I think people, they saw, and not unlike in 1917, the communist government saw the faith of the Portuguese people. Yes. Coming to Fatima, turning to Our Lady, 
which is something we as an apostolate obviously are promoting, turn to Mary, turn to her, because this is what happened in the, um, I have, uh, of course, the great, you know, the miracle of the sun. How many yeah. people came and how many people came just to, to, to destroy everything. They came to say, see, look, this is nothing. And look what happened. And I think that the faith of the people was, was, just, was just too much to overcome. You have there the, the copy of the oh, newspaper of that day. Yes, yes. Where yes. the journalist was there to contradict and That's to say exactly. this is all a fraud and it makes no sense. Right, right. And then he, he became absolutely convinced. Yeah, that's it, it, he's speaking of the, uh, I don't have it in the camera view, but it's, it's uh, the article in Osekolo, and he was sent there that day yeah. to do a hatchet job on this yeah. whole thing when he was going to write an article that, okay, these people were hallucinating, there was nothing. And he was converted on the spot. And miracle yeah. of the sun. So yes, that's exactly. And I, I mean, again, here Our Lady is working through another, you know, another instrument. Yes, yes, uh, exactly. Very interesting. And I, and I think that's the whole story. Now, of course, you've had obviously a, a lifetime devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. You are, uh, you're a member of this organization for many years. Yes, you were yes. acquainted. Your and your father was with our founder John Haffert. Uh, and you no, were, since my childhood, that I. I was very close to John Hafford and yeah. the Blue Army. Sure. And uh, I think that it's the, the organization in the world who really did the most so that the message of Fatima is known all around the world. Yes. I remember to see in South Vietnam all the churches dedicated to Our Lady of Fatima yes. and um, also the Filipinos, even when they did the coup to overthrow President Marcos, their symbol for the military who were trying to get rid of uh, President Marcos was the image of Our Lady of Fatima that the Blue Army printed. Right. That they sticked it on, on the, their, on their the guns. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Or here in the and their patches. In the yeah, patch, yeah. Yes. So we you could see it on the newspapers of the magazines of the time. Yeah, yeah. Queen of Peace. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. It's her title, Queen of Peace. So it was a very yeah. peaceful yeah. military movement. Nobody was hurt or killed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it was very, very interesting what did happen. And I think that, that really you see her, her, her fingerprints on these types of things. What happened in Portugal in 74, what happened in the Philippines 10 years later. Uh, what happened in, 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 in Russia? after the consecration, yes. I mean, and many people argue that the consecration wasn't perfect, but it was accepted by heaven, Sister Lucia said that. And the fact that the Soviet Union, that flag came down on the Soviet Union and the communist government left, you know, without firing a shot. No one yes. ever would have expected that. The Cold War was going to end in a hot war. We, we, we all expected that. And um, I think, again, you saw the hands of our lady. Doesn't, you know, certain things aren't aren't perfect. We see what's going on between Russia and Ukraine today. I mean, the, the, the world is not at peace, but you see the hand of Our Lady in all these things. Well, I went to, to Moscow with this very nice Filipino lady that was organizing the, trying to organize a pilgrimage of the Blue Army to, to mm -hmm. Moscow, mm -hmm. and, but she didn't know very well how to do it. So I went with her, we visited the Patriarch of Moscow, sure. and he invited the Blue Army to come to Russia, mm -hmm. and he had a sort of a celebration for the Blue Army people. I think you brought 
something like three Zumbo sets full of pilgrims there. Yes, yes. In the uh, at least one Zumbo set and two normal sets. Mm -hmm. It had on. Yeah, both. Well, that's right. The yeah. Queen of the World. It was yes, the, exactly. the, the peace light. The yes. Peace light going, yeah. And the uh, boy, very soon after that, the communism started falling apart. Well, absolutely, and I mean it truly did. It was. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, it's destined to fail, and and I don't mean the political, necessarily political aspects of it. There are certainly, I mean, there's things in in the communist, you know, pro program that resonated with people. Let's be realistic, working people and such, and I can understand that, but but it's the atheism, and when Monsignor Colgan, who founded the Blue Army with John Hafford in 1947, he called for from his pulpit at his church here in New Jersey, for a blue army of prayer to counter the red army of atheistic communism, with an emphasis on the atheistic portion of it. And it was, it, it, the fact that it, it was without God. This was, this was going now going to be the kingdom of man coming out of Russia, but it was, it was destined. And so sad because there are more oratories traditionally dedicated to Our Lady in Russia and, and in any other country in the world. It was no, so but and also uh, the I'm not the exact numbers, but uh, I know that the last time I went to Russia, uh, I also I visited uh, some of the the bishops, the Orthodox bishops, metropolites yes. that I know, and the patriarch, and they they told me you know what our lady said conversion in Russia really happened because in the whole area around Moscow, the whole, the whole province there, the whole territory there, only something like 20 churches remained open. Mm -hmm. And now there are something like 2,000 churches yeah. right. open. That's right. That's right. No, I mean, uh, there is a resurgence. I've been there a number of times, I've spoken, I've just, and gotten to know some really, very, very, really good and dedicated people. That's why what's going on there right now is so sad. Because yes. it's hurting the relationship, and it will hurt for many years' relationship with the West. And but again, once again, it's the act of a small group. Yes, not an individual. You say Putin. No, that's okay. He's an individual. But it's that group of people that lead a country astray, and that happens. That's throughout history. I guess that's how that's happened. But sadly, it's not what the people necessarily want. Now, no, to a exactly, great degree, exactly. they they allow it. Okay, and we can argue that. But but I, I I'm sorry because there's so many. I, I've met many wonderful Catholics over there. Yes. So many people, because there's so many people who have come from Poland and Western Ukraine and Lithuania yes. and Belarus. Well, they're they're culturally Catholic, and yes. they are Catholic, and they want their faith back. They want to practice their faith, and uh, and they're able to do it there now, which is wonderful. And that's why I'm hoping that this whole situation can settle. But to the, a point. the Ukrainian government is not helping, also no. because no. they put conditions for. <coughs> that are, they know are not acceptable, yeah. like to return Crimea to Ukraine. Yeah. But the Crimeans are all Russians. Yeah, that's And true. it yeah. was always Russian, the territory. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually given to Ukraine yes. by Khrushchev, if I recall. Because he was Ukrainian. Oh, that's right. And he wanted to be nice with mother country. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> but th this is the, the history. But this is, I think, it goes back, you know, or continues with the whole cultural situation in the world today. You know, you see that, that, that um, you speak, speak often on this, and we've discussed this, 
the, this, this concept of how the West has become. You know, during the communist days, the Russians, the, the communists would slam their fist down and say, the West is decadent. The West is decadent. You know what? They're right, unfortunately, yeah. okay? And they, they, they've said this, and, and, and not that they're perfect either, but the fact was we have been, uh, we are. And, you know, our culture, you know, our lady said something that always resonates, and I always maybe expand on it when she said, you know, nations could be annihilated. Yes. Okay? And yes, we think of nuclear conflagration, and that's always a possibility. But I think through our contraception and our abortion, I think we're doing a pretty good job of yes, annihilating yes, ourselves. Yes, exactly. And, exactly. Uh, and, uh, and that's no, where... The, I'm quite sure that there's the promotion of uh, politics who are completely contrary of the law of God, like the, the LGTB politics. One thing is personal options that people take. I, my life is like this, I feel like this. Okay, it's, it's uh, their own uh, conscience. Yeah. But to try to, to put it on scholarships, on high schools, right. as, a, as a sort of promoting a behavior, that is against nature. It makes no sense. It was a dangerous road to go down yes. for our society, and that is where we're at, because we have, you know, we're kind of, uh, uh, we flow with the culture. But see, today, sadly, it used to be that the church and, and, and the people of faith led the societies, led the culture. Well, the culture is kind of leading us now, unfortunately, and maybe because we've become a minority I don't know, uh, you know, it's sad. People don't properly stand up for their faith and their beliefs. And I think that's, that's what is so necessary for all of us to do. No, then look, uh, some politicians, when they do it, um, I'm thinking about the Hungarian government or the Polish government or even other governments of counties who were under the communist regime before, mm -hmm. sometimes they really want to have a... a, a government who is in favor of God's rules. Uh, for instance, the Hungarian government is equally cooperating with the Catholics, Protestants, and the Jews. And they have very good relations with the three religions, the, the two religions and the three churches. Sure. But the, they are under attack of the European Union. The I European saw Union that, say, yeah. oh, that's horrible. It's, uh, the prime minister is a half a dictator, it's completely false. Mm -hmm. He won again the elections with more votes than before. Yeah. And completely controlled elections. It's mm -hmm. impossible to do any fraud there. Well, I think what it is, when, when, the, when the establishment, that's in the media and other places, yeah. don't like you, forget it. <laughs> They're never going to give you a break. You know? And he is not, as you, you know, when you, when you deal with, with him particularly and others, there's just not a, if, if they don't believe in, in what you're talking about, that's it. We're not going to give you any quarter. And it's a shame. Yes. Because where yes. is that fourth, we call it the fourth estate in this country, you know. Yes. That's, that's it's supposed to be. It's probably the, the first estate. No. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to help you to see what's going on. And then you can make a decision as to where, where you stand on issues. But it, yes. it's very biased now. It's sad. But, you know, we, we, we have to fight that trend. You know? and, and then ignorance is the most dangerous thing because even honest persons and well-intentioned will follow 
bad ideas because they are ignorant. Right. So I believe it's so important to have a good Catholic press and a, yeah. a good Catholic and also, also, also Protestants and other Christian denominations that have good films about sure. the, the faith and about the life of saints. I think most of the good films I see about the history of the church, mm-hmm. uh, well, they, it's they're mainly more Protestant than Catholics. Yeah. I'm thinking about the program in the internet chosen. Oh, yeah, it's very well. It's I, extraordinary I, yes, program about the life of Jesus. Yes, I have to agree. I, I would say it's, not, it's probably not historically perfect, but yes, it is very, very good. I've enjoyed watching it myself. Well, everything that Jesus says, mm-hmm. it's historically correct. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But then there is the rest of the conversation going conversations on. Conversations and maybe some of the chronology, but yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the essence is very good. I have to agree with that, yeah. Yeah, one of the best things I never see, really. In, in, in the, and then also it's free. Right. People, if you want to, you pay, but you don't need to pay. Right. And it's had absolutely no support of any enterprise, so they're completely free. Yeah, interesting. I, I, yeah, that's true. But I think you find some of the most, um, some of the strongest things out there that really affect you properly are the ones that were done with maybe the lower budgets, but the bigger hearts. Yes. And I think that's, I kind of detect that in that, in that series. Uh, and the actors are very interesting because you, you see by their <laughs> accents. Mm-hmm. Some are Jews, others are Arabs, others right. are right. Palestinians, yeah, and yeah. Some, some are Indians, many are Indians. Right, exactly, yes. And the, yes yeah. Others are African, black yeah. Africans. So but the world, but, yeah. you know, it's funny, the, um, I think because the Catholic Church grew obviously to what it is in Europe. Okay, yeah. so people will say it's a it's a European church. Well, excuse me, look where it came from. It came yeah. from the Middle East. One of the saints we look to uh, to be one of our strongest guides is Saint Augustine. He was an African. Yeah, I mean people don't realize these things. They don't. They look, but as time went on, it became because it was the culture. It grew up. European culture grew up with it, and and became what it is. But man, the, the Holy Family was <laughs> <a> Jewish. <laughs> They were Jewish, exactly. Yeah, very Semitic. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, I, I think that that's we have to kind of remember that we're Catholic, we're universal, we're, and that's why even in these days when it's kind of sad to see that that the West has now our vocations yes. are down and all of that. But then I look at, at, at look at the beauty of, of what's coming out of Africa with yes. so many of these these beautiful vocations. We're getting reevangelized in Europe and in the United States by the by the Africans. Well, and also. The Vietnamese. I did see a film about the procession of 13 May in Saigon, yeah. uh, so, so in former South Vietnam. Today, you did see the image of Our Lady uh, on the top of a decorated car full of flowers yeah. and so. And then something like 40 nuns in black scooters. Escorting it because the, the nuns, every nun had a scooter to go to, to the villages and to visit yeah. families and so on, yeah. but all black, mm-hmm. all very elegant, yeah. and uh, yeah. they all dressed elegantly. Yeah. And uh, this is South Vietnam that was conquered by communist North Vietnam uh, some years ago. Absolutely. Well, I, I, it's kind of interesting, of course, you come from you know, Portuguese royalty where you understand. 
what you know the, the discoveries and, and the, I mean the Portuguese for the size of Portugal when you when you look at it the influence in the world was tremendous with the discoveries you know you just you just came from Timor yes yes, and, uh, yes. this is why we we've had them running around New Jersey New York for the last few days and without a chance to recover from the jet lag yeah. <laughs> but, but um, I fall asleep suddenly that happens all the time but. Um, but it's so beautiful when you think of the influence. I, one one a, a beautiful story you told me uh, two years ago, and it's always stayed with me, was when you went to Sri Lanka back uh, was it in 2019, I believe it was 18 or yeah. 19. And the story of the, the, the you commissioned the statue of Our Lady of Fatima that you... The, the, one of the dioceses, the diocese of... Batikaloa, uh, um, of, um, they asked me, the bishop and the parish priest, one of the parish priests, asked me for a statue of Our Lady of Fatima Express. Because I proposed, ah, maybe you want a statue of Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception that was at the time of her ancestors, was much more important because Fatima didn't exist at the time. They said, oh, no, we want Fatima. So I, bought, I, made, I ordered a beautiful statue by a very good artist. And I, I went there and I brought them. It's the biggest one you have here. And the, the, it was an extraordinary event, full of people, everybody very emotional. Everybody had to take out their shoes. Because in, in Sri Lanka, when you enter a church, you take out your shoes. Sure. And like in the Hindu temples or the yeah. Muslim. It's a culture. And, but then, uh, one week after, it was Easter Sunday. And this Sunday, the terrorists exploded three churches, two Catholics and one Protestant. That was big news. And happened, yes. the, the, there was, the terrorists had prepared a, the explosives for a fourth church. It was the one who got the image of Our Lady. But the explosion didn't work. That's right. Did they find an, an undetonated bomb? Yes. That's yes, right. Yeah. Yes, it's yes. amazing. I mean... Our Lady's protection. Yes, and that's absolutely. what it is. I think people need to see that. I was hoping at the time you had told me the story. I remember I we I spoke about it, and I was hoping that the news would cover that, but no way. They don't want they don't want to talk about that. that that's miraculous. Yes, the yes. lives that were saved that day, and that with her protection. I think that's what we have to understand as those who promote, obviously, the, the, our faith, Our Lady, and of course the Fatima message is that there's a great protection in our lives when we devote ourselves to her, when we give her our lives to, to direct us, we will be protected and we will be, maybe not always, maybe we'll, we'll have to suffer some bumps and bruises, but that's okay, you know, but, but we're doing it under her direction. Yes, exactly. And she brings us to, you know, to the, you know, obviously to the glory of God, she brings us to the Eucharist, I mean, which is really the essence of our, our the Catholic faith, um, obviously, the first apparitions of Fatima were the angel of peace. Yes, he brought, he brought communion to the children. And, uh, and then the same angel said, I am the guardian angel of Portugal. Yes, yes, yes. And I believe, the, I, I believe that I can say that the angel of peace was the Archangel St. Michael because he was who brought peace to the heaven yes. when there's a bunch of... Uh, Boy, it's a bit of a joke, but 
had to call them the Republican Angels who wanted to make a, a democratic republic in heaven. <laughs> Want to make it a democracy, right? <laughs> God didn't need a democracy. He knew what he had going. <laughs> no, that's very, very beautiful. But, you know, I, I, I always uh, respect the work that you do. You know, I, I ask, sometimes I ask, priests are very embarrassed when I ask, who was the first demo democrat that you know in history? was Pontius Pilatus. He said, well, this man is innocent, but the people, want, my hands <laughs> the people want to condemn him. So, okay, I wash my hands. I'm gone. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. Think of, I mean, think yeah. of the, the, the great man he would be in history. On the same token, what happened had to happen for the sake of salvation. But mm -hmm. it's still a, um, it is something like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of talk. I, I think we've discussed this about his final, you know, after, after, that how did that affect people like him, who saw what yeah. was built after the yeah. crucifixion, and uh, and it had to. And uh, his his wife uh, tried to save Jesus. Right, she tried to tell him. Yeah, I think Priscilla. I think was. I it, believe right? that was it. Yeah, and, and and she had misgivings about this. You know, yeah. about this just man. You know, so, uh, but uh, anyway, but you know, I, I guess we're we're getting close to the end here. We're closing, but I wanted to um, uh, just just you know I. I, I the fact that you know that that you're able to represent you know the country like you do, you're able to represent uh, you know what the royalty truly is about. Okay, you know what today? I mean, the royalty in the 21st century is different, obviously, but but you're able you stand up. You're an ambassador for the culture. Yes, basically, in Europe, in the outside of Europe, including Japan and and the Thailand and many countries. I think uh, countries with, the, with monarchies are the best democracies. And the, because the king or the queen, <coughs> we, we, there are many queens in Europe, and uh, they help democracy to work well. Sure. They moderate when there are corruption, when there are bad behavior of the politicians, they call them in private and they say, okay, pay attention because you, this, the bad things are happening. So they, the best democracies are the democracies with king and queens nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you see, you cannot say that Canada is less democratic than the United States. Mm -hmm. It's the same level of democracy and it's a monarchy. Yeah, true. The head yeah, of state of Canada is the, the queen, yeah. who is also the queen of England. Yes. And the Queen of Australia and New Zealand and so on. And our biggest allies traditionally is the United States. Our biggest allies in, in the world conflicts have always been Canada and Australia. Yes, and England. And of course England, yes, yes. absolutely, because that was uh, and New that's Zealand, our parent. New Zealand, so many, yes, so many yes. people died in New Zealand to help, to work, to, to fight together with the United States. Yes, right? that's right. That's right. Why? Well, because we have that common... You know, I mean, our, our laws, our constitution is based very much on, you know, the, 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 the Magna Carta goes back to all of that, you know, yes. to, to the, to the, where, the, where the rights of people were codified, you know, and certainly there was, I mean, we, we fought a revolution over it, but it was, it was really over to a great deal over economics. Yes, but you know? also now in Portugal, we have a republic since 1910, mm -hmm. uh, but the, I'm, uh, I'm very happy that the, our president and the, normally prime minister also, and the foreign affairs minister, they work very well with me. Yes. And the, 
Sometimes they ask me to do certain things, like their counties will have difficult relations with Portugal and I can help. Sure. And uh, I, I went to Syria, I went to um, Indonesia during the time Indonesia was almost at war with us because of Timor, mm -hmm. occupying Timor. Um, also, countries that are really problematic. For instance, I'm at the only country where I didn't succeed until now in negotiating a peace agreement was Syria. And, and now I'm in, in a difficult situation because I am in very good relations with the government and the opposition in Syria. But if I would go there, I would get in the blacklist of the United States Foreign Affairs because they, they say who goes to Syria cannot get a visa to come here. So I have to suspend my work with the Syrians. That's sad, yeah, yeah. That's sad because they should have you go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. thing. yeah. And then also, uh, we try to work with, the, we work with the, the Christians in Syria, who are around 10% of the population. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, boy, and if the Islamic State would win, we would have a really a much worse problem than we have now. Well, exactly. I mean, because there's not a great track Islamic record. Islamic State, I don't speak about being Islamic country. Islamic State is a terrorist organization. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, in those cases, they want to wipe out Christianity. Yeah. They want to move Christianity out. Yeah. And they want to expel all the Christians to Lebanon or somewhere else, right. to Europe. That's right. Yeah. You know, I, I, we were talking about Russia, and I remember being in Kazan which is part of the Russian Federation country still, and in, uh, in Tartistan. And I was, I was always amazed at how they, um, they were able to balance. They, and that was by design, where now I'm talking probably in 2008 is when I was part of the, the um, when the icon was returned to Kazan, the icon of Kazan, and we, we, we returned the Odessa statue, which was ours. And um, they had at the time, 28 mosques and 28 Orthodox churches in Russia, regulated, because yeah, they didn't want yeah. one or the other to have more churches. Yeah. And then, of course, there was that one grand Catholic church. I was there for that for that dedication, the exaltation of the cross. But the idea was that there would not be, that, that there would not be dominance on either side yes. of the churches, you know. And I, I, I kind of understood, they knew how to coexist. They had, you know, and, and so maybe by Muslim standards, they weren't really following what they were supposed to. And by Christian standards, some said maybe they were compromising. But they found a way to coexist. And I think that, that and of course, that goes back to Russians and Tartars with, were traitors many, many, many years prior. Yeah. That's why that relationship was always there. But um, I, I think that, you know, we obviously, our job as Christians is to convert the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. But when I say convert the world, we don't mean to do it at, you know, with a sword, we do it. You know, we bring them, and that's what the Portuguese people did. What your ancestors did, uh, to a great degree, brought the faith to so many countries, to Africa, to Asia. You know. Uh, yes, exactly. South America, including in Japan. Yeah. When that's when right. there were at certain time that three hundred thousand Japanese became Catholics. That's right. That's right. Yes, it's all in Portuguese. But the 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 discoveries. And this is something important because. Other countries like England or Spain, uh, they would conquer. Uh, we would never conquer 
except if we were under attack. Right. Uh, so, but um, and the discoveries, the, the the Portuguese fleet did not use the royal flag of Portugal. They used the flag of the Order of Christ. The Order of Christ was in charge of the discoveries, mm-hmm. and it, it was the the Order of Christ was uh, succeeding uh, after the Knight Templars. Mm-hmm. When the Knight Templars were extinguished, uh, the the most of the Templars and all their properties became part of the new order of the Order of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. And I think, well, that's it tells you that that's that was the goal, okay. And I, I think that's why there is good relationships among many of the, old, the former colonies that yes. have been maintained. And uh, anyway, we could probably talk for hours about that, but it's it's wonderful. I want to really thank you for being with us these days and being with us and doing this show today. Maybe we can follow up next time in Portugal, and we'll go. We, we, no, <laughs> I have also to say something important. Uh, I am really very sorry that I. I could not organize the visit in the meeting with the Portuguese community of Newark and Elizabeth yeah. as I normally meet when I coming here. Yeah. But this time it was it was so I was in the middle of the the official visit to Timor. Right. And then these events and now I have to, I must be back to Portugal. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but I hope very soon to to be able to come back and to pay a visit to well, the You're always Portuguese welcome here, community. you know that. <laughs> Love to have you at any point because uh, last week we had the Portuguese community here on Memorial Day uh, for the uh, Portuguese Day, which is a big event every year, and we had well over 3,000 people here, so uh-huh. it, was, uh, it was big. Maybe not quite as big as it was pre-pandemic, but it's growing back again like it was. So oh, yes, yeah. maybe you'll be here for that one of these years. That'd yes, I hope so. Okay. Well, thank you again for being here and thank you all for listening. Uh, this podcast is, uh, is uh, produced by the World of Positive Fatima USA. And uh, we ask you to subscribe to it, we hope, and to follow us on our website, bluearmy.com and all of our initiatives. So thank you and God bless you.